Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Unapologetically Different Podcast. This is Season 9, Episode 68. I'm your co-host, Keith. And I'm your co-host, Coach P. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you go check out Episode 67. Super dope and powerful episode. We talk about She's Gotta Have It and the unfortunate fact that the show is going to be canceled. We also talk about Emerald Garner's much-needed, powerful speech surrounding her father's death. And we also go into Key's reaction to Bill de Blasio's reaction to the speech. And Key goes on and takes on the critics regarding the new Black Ariel and Key's tea. So definitely make sure you go back and check that one out. Yes. Head over to iTunes right now. Check it out. Make sure y'all drop a comment so we know the love is real. You know, Mm. make sure it's positive so we like that shit. But if it's in between, it's fine. We'll take it either way. (laughs) How your city boy summer going? (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) You wasn't ready? I I never said I was a city boy. I'm an upright citizen. (laughs) Heard you. I, I heard you. So you having a lukewarm summer? Basically. Oh, I'm, poor thing. Or at least that's what I'm going to put it for the air. I got to keep it PC. Oh, got, you got to keep it PC? I got, I got a brand to protect. See, now it's the brand <laughs> to protect. Maybe it's something else, but we're not going to get into nitty gritty to that now, are we? Your birthday's about to come up soon, so I know you're about to be turning up this summer. I will be turning up. And, you know, thanks to Hot Girl Summers, it's only right that I, you know, be working and twerking at the same time. Hey, yes. Hey, hey. Can't wait for that. But for those of you <laughs> who are enjoying your summer, definitely turn up, whether it's a city boy or hot girl summer have fun turn up do what it do now let's get into it Lego. so this is the year of like black excellent literally i'm rooting for everybody <laughs> everybody black Issa. dead ass <laughs> um so the british actress lashana lynch will be introduced as a female 007 in a new james bond film which is crazy because the conversation surrounding it was like are we gonna have idris elba be the main um james bond everybody was rooting for that i was rooting for that because you know i got a little thing for idris <laughs> I mean, he married now, hi. But, you know, I still got my thing for him. And that was an ongoing conversation. And also two other actors as well being a part of it, whether it's Richard Maiden, Tom Hardy, Cecilian Murphy, have all been suggested replacements for the popular role. Many are flagging this as an iconic moment because it can introduce diversity by having this new character in. We don't know the direction of where 007 could go by introducing um, Lashana Lynch, but at least there's hope and possibilities. And it's great to know that a black woman lead is a part of this and that she's going to be playing a pivotal role. And we're just waiting to see where the direction of it could go. What else is going on with our black girl imagine and black excellent coach P? Yes, sir. So Natalie Portman is returning as Jane Fox as Jane Foster in the sequel to Thor and the Avengers and she's not your average character and people are basically dubbing her as the next female Thor which is pretty dope with everything that's going on Mm -hmm. and I really love the fact that Marvel is just taking the initiative and really just like diving into like this times up this me too era I feel like you're obsessed with Marvel though I feel like you have a thing for though it it is it's great Uh, seriously it's insane (laughs) it's amazing really quickly super tangent um, (laughs) Stan Lee, who created like X-Men and Marvel, rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Yes, definitely. He talked about how with X-Men, it was all about just representing America and yes. certain and certain groups being prosecuted for no reason, yes. being scared. And I, I love being able to have like art reflect real life yeah. and the things we're going through. So again, shout outs to Marvel for just really pushing the diversity. 
That's true. And then also, Marshella Ali, the two-time Academy Award winner, will Shout be the new... Yes, he's killing the he's game as well. He's <laughs> killing the game. And let me just say this real quick. It's uh-huh. not going to be a super tan. It's going to be a mini one. He <laughs> was on House of Cards. This was before the Kevin Spacey scandal with him playing horrible boys and men. Um, RIP to your career. Facts. But prior to that, in the scandal, he was a part of the show. And it's funny because I saw him on I was like, yo, I wish he got more airtime. So to see him blossom in his success is a beautiful thing. And I just can't wait to see him in Blade. All that chocolate drop. Yes. <laughs> you know I'm ratchet. I love it. That's the cute. It's, it's the balance. It's a balance. And it's also, too, I got a thing for dark skin men. Relax. Because I can see you just getting happy. Listen, I, I love I'm, I'm chilling dark skin. I'm talking about that midnight black. You turn off the light. You're like, where you at? Oh, I see you, your eyes and your teeth. I like that dark skin chocolate color. But you can get back into it. Where I, be t- I honestly, I just found out like a few years ago, maybe three years ago, that I could get darker, and I realized, you can? Like, yeah, when I tan, I go from like dark chocolate to like royal blue, Ooh. purple. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, we just might have it on now. Let's show. We got a business. We got to right, keep it professional. <laughs> got to keep it PG thirteen. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so Marvel will be adding the Daywalker to their roster of big screen heroes, and this is just another step in again creating diversity and having kids being able to see themselves being represented on the big screen or on television. And like we talk about on the show all the time, setting that example for the next generation is huge. And being able to see these people that look like you, whether it's people of color, Asian, whatever the case may transgender. be. Exactly. Transgender. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, shout outs to Marvel. Yep. They uh, do have Je- a transgender character. Yeah. And Jessica Jones. So you see, yes. they're killing the game. They're like, killing the game and representation. Marvel, listen, if you need us to get a spot on a, a show or movie, <laughs> like, you know where we hit yeah, us we up. Right here. We <laughs> Unap- right here. Unapologetically different Facts. at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> At Marvel. <laughs> Plugging it in. Um, but no, to your point, it's very valid that you can see all of these, especially in terms of characters and representation. And in regards to last week in KC, I did mention, I kind of went off on critics talking about the Black Ariel, the Little Mermaid. And even that, Haley Bailey from the Haley and Chloe R&B group would be the new Black Ariel. And I think it's so dope to have that with all these new roles coming in. And it's so interesting because, you know, we talk about politics a lot on our show, social right. justice issues. And in the political climate that we're at, it's it's great to see this uprise of black girl and black boy magic and um, to kind of see that that's still pushing the envelope. But with the blade, it's not going to happen within the next two years, but at least it's something to look forward to. And hopefully it could continue with him actually having that role because Wesley Snipes was it before. And where the right. hell have he been at? Like Tax evasion. <laughs> shade, <laughs> bro. No shade of tea, but I heard I'm just, you. I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 but um, you know it's so good to see that and passing it on to the youth and let them know that you can be this be whoever you want it doesn't matter your background where you're from your circumstances don't let your situation basically put you where you feel like you can't live outside your dreams and your bounds so it's a beautiful thing to see this and I just hope that the people who go out to see these shows or these films, you get inspired and motivated. And hopefully we could have more conversations about diversity and inclusion. And then we don't have to talk about Hollywood being so segregated in any way. It's actually more inclusive of all types of people. So looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. Well said. Thank you. You're not doing it again. I get it done. You already know. So moving on to our next topic, we're actually going to go into the do's and don'ts of dating. Ooh. <laughs> he loves talking about dating. I like to talk about the don'ts of dating. See, I'm all those 
know what time it is. So recently, April and Little Fizz have been having rumors circulating about them dating. And Little Fizz is actually uh, the bandmate to Omarion. And April is Omarion's mother of his two children. And we're not going to really get into the intricacies and the rumors and the the drama behind that. Yeah. But it's more so about the conversation that's had around it. Because since it's been going viral about them being together, it's more so the general public consensus about dating. And is it okay to date um, your friend's ex or your ex's friend? And I think this is a very interesting topic because I'm completely against it. Mm -hmm. And it's due to my personal experience. I've been on the receiving end when I was in love with a guy and someone who I thought was my friend at the time when she was a friend. She actually encouraged for us to both be in a relationship. And we were together. And I've heard things about them. I was like hearing from different people. And my friends were like, yo, something ain't right. Something ain't right. They getting too intimate. They getting too touchy. But I didn't believe it because I was so in love. I was naive. You know, I didn't have my guards up. I wasn't experienced fuckboyism. So I was just all in the world of La Laville. You know what I'm saying? And then it was like, then we broke up and they just instantaneously got together. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, so, and I did confront her while we were together. Like, something's not right or whatever. But I didn't know how to handle it because I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, when it comes down to morality, that's how I look at things, morals. I wouldn't want that done onto me. So I wouldn't do that to someone else. I wouldn't date <laughs> Um, my ex's friends and I wouldn't date my friend's exes. Like, I don't care what the context of the relationship or what you guys had. To me, that's just, it's too messy. And I'm just like, I try to be drama free. Maybe it's the Virgo in me. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just, I try to stay clear shit like that. When I see issues, I'm like, I'm over here. Because for one, I don't respond to stuff normally. You saw me blow up several times. <laughs> I'm like, you just don't know what you, you know, you just got to pray. Take your so, time, <laughs> And that's one aspect of it. But the other two is like, why would you want to be a part of that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to be in that. Like, I was with so-and-so's friend, and it's just like, I don't know. And to see the conversation and see how people are approaching it, it's like polarizing. On one side, people are like, I don't do that. And the other side is like, well, the context matters. And I'm like, oh, really? So I guess the friendship didn't mean that much to you. What about you, Coach B? So me personally, I'm a little torn on this topic. Of course you are. Because I do think context <laughs> matters. And because, like, if you're dating someone when you were in junior high school or yeah. high school or something, like, that's a long time. I just turned 30. So me dating Valid. a girl back when I was 18 years old, um, I don't think there's really, there's really much there because there's, like, a decade has passed. Yeah. And Valid. I, I've actually dated one of my friend's um, girlfriends after the fact. Not surprised at all. And I definitely got his blessings as well. And this, again, this was, like, a, a high school thing. Oh, okay. But he was in junior high school at the time. Uh-huh. And then when he was dating her, and then when I met her, I was, like, my senior year. It was okay. about five years afterwards. Yeah. But I asked for his blessing. He was all good with it. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I really liked the girl. He was doing his thing. He had a new girl, which he still with together till this day so i do think context has something to do with it and especially if you've really fostered a real intimate relationship with someone it's someone where you're thinking about having a life with yeah i think then things get a little bit blurry yeah but if it's just like people hook up and especially in this day and age like we're in a hookup um society and time now so just because someone hooked up or dated for a few months or went on a couple of dates i don't think that really has that 
real like super strong connection with the relationship yeah and you don't know what they wanted from Basically. each other at that time so you may realize hey i'm a better match for this person mm-hmm. my friend doesn't even really it was just something they just had we were having fun with but i could see us being together long term and serious so yeah well um, to your point context does matter i do think that if you just randomly hooking up and it's not then I could kind of see. But even that, I don't mess with Because it's like, it's still somebody's leftovers. And I wouldn't want to be one of my friend's leftovers. Like, yeah. I don't want your juices or nothing nowhere near. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's just how I think about it. Maybe a little analytical or whatever. But... Your juices. <laughs> I was saying that in drip, my head. Drip. It was supposed to come out. <laughs> but you're not okay. I'd apologetically different. You heard? Mm. Um, but also, not even to that point, too. But, like, for my situation, it wasn't a hookup. We were, like, in love with each other. And then on top of that, too... Even to your point about moving on and stuff like years later, he was still pursuing me and her at the same time. And I found out and I was like, whoa. And I was like, that's a little it's like you're still playing this game. And it's like, you know, what we had was built on substance. It wasn't some like frivolous. We hooked up one night. We met at the bar. We met on Hinge. Like it was like some real type shit. Yeah. So to me, I get your point. I think context does matter. But then it's like. Where does the context start and where does it end? Is it just a matter of being hooked up? And then also, too, do you even want to see that person? If your friend is dating your ex, do you you know you're going to be in that person's presence. They're probably bringing her around frequently, as he should, so she could feel important around his friends. Are you going to feel like, isn't that going to make you feel weird? Like... And they like tonguing down each other in front of you. Like how how that make you feel, Coach B? You feel good about yourself? Um, so I've never, hmm. oh, you never that I've home. never had to experience uh, seeing an ex with someone else, like, like a friend of yours, right? But if you were that was to happen, how would you think you would respond to that? Keep it um, on it. Would you? Would they have your blessings? <laughs> Since we're just giving out blessings like pulling spring water. To be honest, depend again. Depend on how what the relationship was like. If I haven't had too many serious relationships. You know, I've been shy growing up. and I <laughs> Also known as I'm a fuckboy. That's what they call shy nowadays. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> That's the code word. But um, I, I, I can't help but say, like, if I hooked up with a girl or I dated a girl for a short period of time and my boy really likes her, I'm like, I, I'm a matchmaker. I want to put two people together. So what about the ex that you was in love with, that you was with for years? That one. It's ironic that you mentioned that because my friend just sent me a picture of her wearing an engagement ring. And I was just like, I'm so happy for her because I feel like she deserves to be happy. And I just want nothing but the best for her. What if she was engaged to a man's? um, Okay, pause. (laughs) I I don't don't know. Like, honestly, I feel like. You just said everything. There's nothing to know. I feel like, no, no. I feel like. Why you didn't have the same sentiment? I feel happy for her. If it was your friend and he proposed to her, would you be like, oh, that's great. Congratulations. Listen, I think it's easy to say it's... This yeah. is this is a really great segue into what is. the Coach P segment's going to be about. But I think I think it's really easy to say how you would react to certain things, but emotions yeah. are so powerful when you're actually in that yes. experience. The emotions can really like just that. take you over. So granted, stepping back and having this conversation... Again, I feel like I would be happy for her and I would want my friend to be happy. And but again, you never know how you react when you're actually right in that situation. Basically, and if they're together and they're gloating, like so to the point of like April and Fizz, like, you know, gloating, if that's the case of like we're together, we're having something. How would that make you feel like I just feel like it's so easy. People say, I want your blessings and that's all good in the hood. But like. You don't want to be around that initially. I know 
for me, I personally do not like to date guys that know my friends or anyone that I know. Because when I'm done with you, I want to be done with you. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you at a party, at a gathering. There's a reunion. No, no, no. I don't want to see you. Like, I'm done with you. That's that's just how I am. I like to just cut people off. It makes my life very simple and easy and drama-free. But to the point, it's like, if we're like, if you're my friend and you have someone that I was with and then it's to see you, that's another fact. It's like, then I got to see this person around, which is weird. And I guess for me, like, this is a touching topic, of course, because I have my personal reasons um, against it for morality purposes. But also, too, it's like, I'm the type of person, it's just like, I feel like sometimes we as adults, I think to some extent, some of us don't know how to let go. And I think we've had this conversation before. I love that you said that, yeah. And um, I believe talking about insecure when you remember I was like Issa with Lawrence, he's always around. And it's like even with that, it's like I think we have this perception. Oh, I was with someone and I want to have them a part of my life and I need to have them around. I think we need to get in the habit of learning to let people go for a reason and a season. And even when it pertains to relationships, um, I definitely feel like there needs to be consideration. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people need to move with caution because you could say all of this now I'm giving so-and-so blessing but it's like until you're in that situation the emotions are raw and they're real and then it also makes you question the significance of your friendship because when we talk about friendships and how all of us go so hard no new friends and loyalties everything you know what I'm saying like when you talk about that concept of loyalty I'm gonna keep it 100 with you if you dating my ex shorty you not loyal so, like, to me, that's just my example of loyalty. Yours could be different. Right. You know, you're, you're, and that's another thing when we talk about loyalty when it comes to relationship, there's relationships, friendships that some, what I may define as loyal, you may not, and vice versa. We may not think on the same wavelength, but to me, that's not loyalty. Like, if our friendship meant anything to you and how I felt about something meant anything, you would have acted accordingly. And what kills me is when people move funny like that in situations and be like, oh, it's cool. I'm going to do this. But then they want you to consider their feelings when yeah. some shit happens. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. The gloves are off. So if you're going to get out of pocket with dating my ex and you're going to think, oh, it's cool and you being loyal because you're telling me, watch me flip up real quick. And I want to see how you question my loyalty when I move funny. because, And that's the thing, too. Like, Because I'm sure if I do something back in return, they'll be like, oh, she's a fucked up friend. So what the fuck were you doing this whole time? Like, So I think we need to really have those conversations. Yeah. And also, too, like... I just think when it comes to your friend wanting to date your ex or your ex wanting to date your friend, I think it also falls into a line of being thirst. I want to see these successful stories, like what you said. If they're meant to be and they worked out, I want to see these successful stories. Who are these people who date their friend's ex or their ex's friends and it worked out? Their friendships are still intact. <laughs> they're in a relationship. I want to see because I don't necessarily believe that's the right thing to do. And also, I feel like you're a borderline narcissist because it's like it's about you and your emotions. And I want to be with this person at that moment. What if you and that person don't work out and your friendship fall apart? Was it really worth it for some poems or some dick? Like, I just really want to know. You got, you got all the answers. No, no, no. I, listen, I... I always Give like to. <laughs> I always <Give> like. Advice. <laughs> I always like to play um, devil's Devil advocate. advocate. Exactly. Like at the end of the day, there are different groups of friends and different relationships. Like we kind of talked about on a previous episode, being monogamous versus being polygamous. And there are some groups of friends where it's many guys, many girls, and they kind of just co-mingle, coexist. People are dating each other, then they're not. Yeah. Like for <laughs> me, pers- for me personally. My group of close friends, for the most part, are predominantly males. I have females that I'm friends with, but, like, the people that I spend time with regularly are males. So we don't really kind of have that dynamic where, oh, it's 
four guys, four girls were all hanging out, then certain people were hooking up, then stopped hooking up and started dating. So I just so think, what is your guy code? Do you guys huh? have codes like rules, regulations, sympathy, ba- <laughs> like something? Basically, like your free for all. No, listen, I'm dead. <laughs> listen, it'd be like, yo, I'm trying to holler. What's name? You good with that? And honestly, for the most part, if it's not like, uh, this is my wifey, my girl, like. It's all good. Like it's all good in the hood. You Gucci, you're <laughs> listen, I'll slide I I'll set it up for you right now. Like I literally my friends <laughs> I'm gonna just cut it off. <laughs> yeah. No. You already started it. Go and we ain't dropping no names. Well, I, I do have friends who they literally hooking up with the same girls is like they do that regularly. So they just having them on rotation. Right. Cycles. So that's that's mm-hmm. not personally me. I I haven't really had that experience where I've been with a girl that my friends have with. I told you I did that one time when I was in high school, but for me personally, it just doesn't nat- it just like doesn't happen naturally. Okay. But I I know people where like that's like normal, like, "Oh, you dated her? You you guys done? I'm about to holler her next." It's just like that. And I'm just keeping it official cuz it's unapologetically different. No, 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 don't say that's what y'all <laughs> do. I'm you telling know, I'm saying you said your friends. So, no. who's the y'all? I'm just saying I have, but again, when and even when it comes to friends, now he want to be politically correct. I know I was dead ass, but even when it comes to <laughs> friends, there's like a big group because I I some people are very um, stringent with the word friends, but yes. I use that word very loosely because yeah. I'm just a people person. So even when it comes to the people who I consider my friends, there's pockets within that. Okay. There are my people at work that I I bang with. There are people that I grew up with in high school. There are people that they are into like my niche like like loves like anime or mm-hmm. or just I don't know basketball so there's different pockets so some of my party friends the ones who are like turning up in the club getting lit like that well, they're about that life let me make this question a little spicy before we segue to the next segment so what if that was your brother dating somebody? You know which brother I'm talking about. I ain't gonna drop no names because you know. Uh, what if it was your brother dating on the air? You'd be cool with that? Definitely not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, especially you know what brother I'm talking about. Yeah, no, but and that's the thing. Like, it, it he really, got about twenty brothers. It comes down to that relationship that you have with that person, and uh, again, if it was, uh, well, we're giving out blessings, spirits. New Year, New You. Be positive. You're giving them <laughs> blessings. They're happy together. Why not? You see how quick that shit makes you feel, right? We just say hypothetical. We ain't even getting to the real. You I'm see, gonna talk to but, his brother though. Can we about to test something up real quick just to see how PA gonna react? We mean between me, you and him? No, I'm just oh. saying. I'm just gonna see set up a scenario. See how if your Gemini side go to the other side, the crazy side gonna come out. Because now you said hell no off the rip. You didn't even think about it. You yeah, because see me, me and my me and my brother have a different dynamic. Again, oh, then it comes to context. some of my other friends. And again, that's why I go back to it. Like certain groups. Certain things could fly and other groups they don't. So you have to just be privy of just managing different types of relationships. Heard you. (laughs) (laughs) And and now we're about to segue into Coach P. What gems you going to be dropping this time around? So on this episode of Coach P dropping gems, it's so I love how the the conversation segued into this perfectly. Mm -hmm. But I want to be talking about emotional intelligence. And basically what emotional intelligence is, it's the ability to manage your own emotions and being able to manage the emotions of others. Ooh, I like to imagine... um control other people emotions. <laughs> so I'm going to tune into this one. Very, you're very controlling. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Virgo in me. So the four components to emotional intelligence are self-awareness, self-management, 
social awareness, and relationship management. And I'm just going to get into the four of those really quickly. But before I do that, studies have shown that emotional intelligence is so critical that it might be more important to your overall success in life than your actual IQ. So I think it's like a really great topic to discuss, and I can't wait to get into it. So self-awareness is how aware you are of yourself in terms of your emotion and assessing those. So we're usually so busy with our daily grind and everything that we've got going on in our life that we don't really take an opportunity to step back and see what our emotions are and how we've been relating to it throughout the day. And have th- you been doing that? Me? Yes, I actually have been doing that very much so because even like with you, you told me recently that I was bringing negative energy to things that we were doing. And say it louder for the people in the back. I don't yeah. think they heard you. And, you was being wild <laughs> negative. And I'm going to say this too because... And it's also a matter of you watching your friends and people. You appear as extremely positive, like he tr- uh, he tries to be. And <laughs> so I've noticed a trend of him being negative. I was like, I need the old peer back. So when you notice that, whether it's someone you're intimate with or a friend, family member, whatever, try to have those real candid conversations. Like, yo, I kind of miss how you were. Can we get back to that? Yeah, and I love that you said that because the next part of self-awareness is being able to see how other people perceive you. And the way you do that is by actually going up to your friends, family, people whose opinions that you really value and care about and asking them, how do you come off to them? And that's something that most people aren't willing to do because we don't want to hear the negative feedback. And it's interesting, too, because studies have shown that people who go out and search for negative feedback from their friends and family are usually way more self-aware and then also more effective in their life. Because, again, our, our emotions are so powerful. They drive everything that we do. Which, again, but also being cognizant, if you do take those kind of criticism, be open and receptive to it. Don't exactly. run in the corner and play victim because people may be telling you shit you don't want to hear, but it's the truth. Exactly. And it's the uh, it's the beauty of like awareness. You can't deal with the problem until you actually are aware that it's there. No so way. if you're not getting that feedback from other people who are seeing you out in the world, you're just going to react based on what you think in your head. And that might not be what everyone else is seeing. This is true. So it's really important to be willing to seek that feedback, especially the negative one, not be overwhelmed by it and just take it as constructive mm-hmm. and just live your best life and be the best you coming from that. Living my best life. Yeah. <laughs> So the next one is self-management, and that's really the ability to control your emotions or your discipline. And the the thing with self-management, it's the concept of reacting to something or responding to it. So I have three questions that you can ask yourself to see how your self-management is. So the first one is if you get an irritating email or text, do you just respond rapidly and right away? The next one is, do you lose patience with yourself and others and rush people to do certain things? And then lastly is, do you ever sit back and regret how you handled the situation or ask yourself you or tell yourself you could have been more poised in a certain situation? And if your answer is yes to some of those questions, you're basically more than likely you're re- you're reacting to things that happen to you. And there's like a quote that basically says, When you are able to take people's words and what they say to you and actually not have it affect you, you can sit back, analyze it, and then respond to it in the best appropriate way. That's when you're going to really have like an amazing life because you're not letting words and your emotions dictate your actions. You're able to sit back, 
think about it for a second, analyze it, and then respond appropriately. And I'm glad you mentioned that too, because like we had a recent incident with an email. Yeah. Um, we're planning for the artist show coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Can we drop the date or no? We can, we still on moments about it. Yeah, I think we can drop the date. All right. Art show is on August 31st. It's on Saturday from 6 to 10 p.m. Hey. All right. We're going to be dropping all promotions and marketing on August 1st. So be on the lookout for that. Let go. But to the Summer point, edition, you it's going to be lit. Virgo season, <laughs> baby. Super lit. Yes. Um, but to the point about we had an issue with the recent email. Um, one of the people we wanted to work with, they, the way they responded to the email is a little questionable. Mm-hmm. And I I stepped back and I was like, let me wait till I respond. I waited 24 hours and I still had the same response I had when I initially <laughs> opened the email. So I said, you know, let me just forward this shit to Pierre uh-huh. and let him do it. And Pierre, you know, handled it with poise and responded accordingly. But I was just like, yeah, no. And you, but being bigger enough to know that I was like, I can't, um, the way I'm going to respond and I'm still stuck on this response mm-hmm. is not appropriate. And I do want to respond to them within a timely manner. Manner, So let my business um, partner deal with it because we have our strengths and weaknesses. And in that instance, Pierre showed his strength and I was just like, go ahead with it. So being cognizant of that too, if you're working with someone and you know that there's certain things you can't do, allow them to do their part. But like Pierre said, think about it before you respond because if you do an email's, Emails are funny. So mind what you say in those emails to people, especially in any kind of correspondence, to be quite frankly. Yeah. And I love that you said that because you showed a good emotional intelligence because you're dealing Thank with you. the reality of how you naturally re- would react to a situation. Mm-hmm. And you stepped back and you responded to what would get you the best result for what you're trying to do. So you've grown a lot. Thank you. I learned a lot from you. And these Coach P dropping segment. Thank you. So the next topic is social awareness. And that's being able to understand the dynamics in your organization, whether it's your company, your group of your friends or your family, being able to recognize power dynamics, and then also just being able to be empathetic to the needs and wants of other people. So, and I think you've, you kind of segued into that with what you just said. Yes. I'm, I'm very big on maintaining good relationships and the way you respond to that, you were just aware of how your actions might affect me. Valid. And that's what the social awareness is about, is being able to step outside of our ego and being able to see how will this will affect other people, how other people respond to this, and how can I move accordingly to just keep the relationships that I have going well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's the social awareness aspect, just being empathetic of other people and their emotions and their feelings. And then the last part is relationship management, which I feel like I, I'm great at relationship management. I love you that. Right. <laughs> you right. Need some work, though. We need some work. I, I, I got it. You are work in progress. We're all work in progress. Yes, we till, are. Till the day we die. Yes, we are. <laughs> I, I like that. That's really good. Yeah. That might be a quote soon <laughs> on the IG. <laughs> <laughs> um, so relationship management is being able to develop others. Um, serving as an inspiration for other people or a catalyst for change. And when you're able to manage relationships and you're able to help people go through difficult emotions that they're dealing with or help people respond and deal with certain things that are happening in their life to basically keep them happy and not stressed, that's where it comes to relationship management. Mm -hmm. And also with relationship management, and and this is a very powerful tool for leadership, is being able to create uh, an environment where people feel like 
something that they didn't think they could do, making it possible. And people said that Steve Jobs was like a master of this. Like he made people think like we could change the world with our technology, our iPhone. Rest in peace, and, Steve Jobs. Yeah, rest in peace. Crazy, One, yeah, right? Exactly. Crazy, man. Yeah, so they're saying that some of the best <laughs> leaders in the world are people who can inspire others to believe in something that they wouldn't. The world, Coach P? We're, doing, we're trying. We're trying. We out here motivating people. One day at a time. We appreciate y'all. We definitely share y'all on our IG stories. We appreciate all the love and support. Thank you so much. I just want to drop that real quick. But yeah. Go ahead. No, definitely. We couldn't. We're, we couldn't get to counts. where we have been. Every bit counts. Yeah. We went from three likes on the gram. I was literally. Three hundred likes. <laughs> I was literally thinking that three likes. <laughs> it was me, Kiana, and a Russian bot. <laughs> Yo, <facts. laughs> But yeah, so that's why I just wanted to talk about emotional intelligence because emotions drive everything. And Kiana, like, you you know, I love Tony Robbins and he's like, anything that you want to do in life, you need to have the strong emotions behind it. And that's what pushes you to get things done. Now, that can be either good or bad. So you have to be able to manage that because you can just be angry, tight and react and just burn the whole place down. Or you can just... It ain't nothing wrong with that, okay? There's right. nothing wrong burning places down. Just use the oh. right kind of fire. You know what I'm saying? I'm teasing. I'm playing. I'm not arson promoting death. that on our show. <laughs> yes. We, we do not promote RCD here. No violence. <laughs> so, yeah, just to end off on this, take some time and really just try to get present to those four factors. And Quick thing. How have you been in tune with your emotions since you turned 30? Oh, I've realized that. I see some change in you, but I don't know if you see it. Huh, well, I have some announcements that I want to make. I'm probably going to save it for the next episode. You, yeah. you, you know what, know you know what what's going on in yes. my life and stuff. Yes. But I'm going to save that for another episode. So make sure you stay tuned in for that. You going to do a segment on that too? Probably. that would be dope, actually. Probably, yeah. I think people will pull from that. But, yeah, I've been very more self-aware, especially getting feedback from people like you, my friends and family. Um, and I think it's really important because I was kind of spiraling at one point and it again it's very good to get connected to how the people around you perceive you yeah and then then how you perceive yourself and then make adjustments accordingly valid that's true so and that's coach p's dropping gems thank you coach <laughs> p for dropping them wonderful gems really really appreciate you thank you thank you and now we're about to get into keys tea you talking shit? Nah, just spitting facts. It's Keys T. This week, special shout out to Meek Mill and his recent victory. He was granted a new trial and a new judge by Pennsylvania Appeals Court. So that's really dope. And just keeping in mind, we did talk about this in our previous episode. So check it out in season seven, episode 51, What's Free. We dissected his album and we talked about a lot of nuances in his album and how it resonates with us being from, you know, being from Brooklyn, being from the Bronx and urban areas and the things that we've perceived in our communities and also to how Meek Mills was affected by it. So he had a minor offense years ago. It was like 2008 and he's been on probation since then. Can you imagine being on probation for damn near 11 years for something that's minor and it restricted his traveling and he's an artist, he's a rapper. So well, he can't leave Philadelphia, like where he's supposed to go. You know what I'm saying? So that became an issue. And then he had this black judge, which is a black female judge, which we talked about in that episode. And the fact because of how she was treating him um, and basically being and come to find out she was basically kind of corrupt in some aspects of his case, which is another thing that they were utilizing to Shocking. get a new trial. Shocking. <laughs> and he spoke about it like, you know, him because of that experience. And he kind of like was against his own people. And that creates self-hate and all of those things. So being cognizant of those things and how 
one bad apple out the bunch can mess it up for everybody else. You know what I'm saying? But not all of us have that crab in a barrel mentality. I don't know what wave that judge was on. Bless her heart. But thank God that Meek Mill, he got this victory. Hopefully he could follow through on a new trial, new judge, and he could be off of probation. And I, we really appreciate the work that he's doing with reform. Make sure you follow yeah. them. We've been reposting a lot of their stuff on our social media. Yes, They're yes. really pushing to reform a lot of these prison systems. And as you know, it's a disadvantage for black and brown people, particularly men and girls, and women, and boys, for that matter. All different sectors and different demographics. So I'm glad that this is working in his favor, but keep in mind it's due to influence, money, and him being popular. There are people out there that are on probation just like him, and they don't have the resources. They don't have nobody walking around with free Meek Mill posters supporting them. But just know that there are people out there that support you in the movement. And I hope that he continues with reform. He keeps it going. Continue to be an advocate, not only for his personal experience, but for other people who are in this situation. And a special shout out to him again and that victory. So you heard? That's yep. it. Keys T. Let go. Yo, <laughs> Jay-Z, Meek, Michael Rubin, holla at us. We're trying to get on the reform team because that's honestly what we're all Put about. Put in the universe. Yes. Yeah. No, this is very true because we talk about social injustice a lot on our shows and about prison reform and and we want to be a part of that change. We're right. always talking about, you know, giving forward to the next generation and the youth. And I think this is definitely a movement to be behind and support and back. And we want to be a part of it. So y'all want to use us, you know, come through. We can have you on the show real Let's quick. <laughs> you know, maybe you could drop an album together. Who knows? Teasing. But please um, keep us in mind. And all of those who are well aware of what's going on with the reform, be mindful of that. Pay um, And definitely move forward on the movement and just be supportive of people in those situations whether it resonates with you or not yeah it's just a matter of we all supporting each other by any means necessary damn perfect <laughs> do what i can <laughs> so once again thank you for tuning in make sure you purchase our ringtone at the tune store for android users and itunes store for apple users mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know you like that silky smooth sound in the background you might want to purchase that ringtone <laughs> So please follow us on IG and Twitter at unapologetically underscore. You can make donations to our Patreon account by searching unapologetically different as well. All of our episodes are posted on iTunes. So please go to iTunes, listen, subscribe, rate, and review. Drop a comment so we know it's real. Whether the comment is good, bad, or indifferent, drop a comment. But if you get out of pocket, you're ready for that clap back because you, you don't know Keto play. You don't want they don't that. want that fire. You saw how I do the trolls on our page. I'm like, what happened now? Um, so yes, please leave a comment and you can also find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play and Stitcher by searching Unapologetically Different Podcasts. Stay tuned for our next episode. Bye.